Is the real estate industry changing its focus? Are we starting as a whole to start focusing on something other than all the technology and all the tools that we've been obsessed with over the last few years? On this week's episode, we're sitting down with Bill Risser, host of the Real Estate Sessions podcast, to find out why this is happening, if it's happening, and what you need to know. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 86 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Welcome. I am just giving you a little heads up. I'm feeling a little a little goofy today, a little a weird mood. I don't know what the hell uh, could come out of my mouth today. Well, I think you've come to expect that if you've listened to more than 30 seconds of the show. But nonetheless, today could get very interesting. But we have a great guest today, Bill Risser. He is a podcasting, a real estate podcasting legend, and he is the host of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. They just released episode 200. 200 episodes in. We're at 86, which I'm very proud of. And it's a shitload of work and effort and time and money that I put into this. And they're at 200. So congratulations. But he has so much perspective. He's, he's a veteran of the industry. And we were talking before we set up this, this interview and, and before we even decided on the topic, he, he thought that at the last Inman Connect in Vegas, that the whole focus from everybody was not so much on the technology and all the tools and all these lead gen programs and all that stuff, but it was shifting towards relationships. But why and how? So we're going to dive deep on that today. It could, uh, you know, I think this is going to be really interesting because this stuff you need to know, like this will tell you what you need to be focused on, what kind of messaging you need to be getting out there as an agent or loan officer. And if you, if you get the messaging right, that that's the majority of it. You get the messaging right and put it in front of the right people and you'll win. Then it's just figuring out some of the details of how to reach them, you know, how to get their attention, stuff like that. But the messaging in and of itself can get their attention. So great interview coming up. Welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. This show is a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate, which is the first media network for the real estate industry. All of our amazing shows, our top-rated shows like podcasts, flash briefings, and video shows can all be found and discovered. If you're looking for some new shows to listen to that are relevant to the industry, go to industrysyndicate.com and we have them all there for you. You can click to listen. It's a beautiful thing. So go check that out. Uh, my name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am the founder of the Massive Agent Society. I am a co-founder of the Industry Syndicate. Uh, well, I totally lost my train of thought. See, I told you it was going to get weird today. I'm a, a co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. I host another podcast called Industry Connected, wherever you're listening to this one. Also type in Industry Connected. It's uh, it's much more balanced towards agents and loan officers. It's more industry news, real estate news, mortgage news, how we as agents and loan officers can and should be working together. Uh, really, the whole goal of that show of Industry Connected is to connect both sides of the industry, and to remove heads from asses. And there we go. I'm I'm an active realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah, with EXP Realty. All right, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the road. I'm gonna be uh, coming to see some of you guys here over the next month or so. 
So for the rest of August and September, here's where I'm going to be at. Here's where I'm going to be traveling. Here's where I'm going to be speaking. Next week, August 20th through the 22nd, I'm going to be in Vegas for, uh, it's an it's an EXP mastermind event. Uh, so that's just for, for EXP agents, for my team and, and a bunch of us within EXP. Uh, so not open to the public. Then I'm going to be in San Ramon, California, which is just outside the San Francisco Bay Area for Social Surveys Create Wow Conference. I'm going to be speaking on Friday, September 6th. Uh, Social Surveys Create Wow Conference is uh, is really about, like, if you guys don't know what Social Survey is, they, they're a great tool for agents and loan officers to uh, automatically collect uh, refer or not referrals, collect reviews from clients. It's a, it's a system. I know we've talked about uh, some other other solutions. These guys do it uh, really big on the mortgage side and definitely they do it for a lot of agents too, but that's going to be a great conference. Create Wow in San Ramon on September 4th through 6th. Then September 18th, I'm going to be in Grants Pass, Oregon, speaking to a brokerage and we're going to be doing a CE training up there on video and content marketing in general. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then on September 24th, I'm going to be in Los Angeles, downtown LA at the California Association of Realtors Reimagine Conference. I'll be speaking on September 24th about micro content with video like Snapchat, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, IGTV. That's going to be a lot of fun. So if you are a California agent and you're going to be at your annual conference, I will be there on September 24th. Don't miss it. Then October 24th through the 25th, I'll be in Madison, Wisconsin for the Agent Rise Summit. I'll be speaking alongside my good friend Jason Frazier and uh, and Jerry Potter as well as Neil Mathweg. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can go to agentrisesummit.com for information about tickets. I'm just excited to go to Madison, Wisconsin, because it looks absolutely beautiful, especially in late October. So that's going to be cool. All right, guys, um, before we jump into the interview with Bill Risser and talk about about how all the technology and tools out there are really. So, so here's here's what's interesting. We've been obsessed with technology, with tools, with platforms, all of that stuff. Right. And And I don't think that's a bad thing, but we forgot why we're using all that stuff in the first place. The whole damn industry. We, we forgot why we had all that stuff in the first place. We, we got all that technology and all those tools and made it big investments so that we can build more relationships. Okay. It's all about relationships and it's so cliche. Look, I'm even rolling my own eyes as I say this. Okay. My eyes are rolling, but guess what? Sometimes the most basic, most foundational things are the most important and if you don't focus on them, if they're not at the root of everything you do, you're screwed. You don't have a chance to be successful. So unroll your eyes. Okay, If they were rolling, roll them back the other way and, and have an open mind because this we're going to get very tactical on how you, you can use technology and tools to build relationships, um, but why it's so damn important. So um, it, it, was, it was real interesting at Inman Connect a few weeks ago in Vegas, there was far less talk about I'm using this platform. I'm using this system. And it was so much more about relationship building and how that translates to selling more homes and closing more loans. So ultimately that's the goal. So really good stuff. Uh, One quick shout out to the massive agent society. It is our members only one agent per market members only Facebook ads, lead generation program to see if your market is still available because there's only 
one spot per market. Just go to massiveagentsociety.com. And if you're looking for the cheapest, best value, check out our lifetime membership options. It's bonkers. When you see the pricing, then compare it with Tom Ferry, which, you know, you're not even being coached by him or, you know, he never really ever talked to him personally. Anyways, uh, just compare the pricing. Ridiculous. Massiveagentsociety.com. And this episode is brought to you and us and me. This episode is brought to us by Postcard Mania. Uh, they, they are an amazing direct mail company that also has amazing digital media strategies. It's a turnkey solution for agents. If you want to pick up their free realtor uh, real estate marketing kit, which I highly recommend, just go to postcardmania.com slash realtor kit postcardmania.com slash realtor kit. I've talked at length about them in previous episodes. If you're if you're one of those agents that's like, God damn it, I don't have time to do a mailer. I don't have time to do a postcard. I don't time I don't have time to do Facebook ads and, and Google ads and retargeting and connect it all. Well guess what guys? That's what Postcard Mania does and that's why I'm so honored that they are a that they're an official sponsor and supporter of this show because they do exactly what you want them to do in a turnkey solution. All you have to do is say, guys, let's do it. Let's get started. And they handle it. And the results are freaking crazy. Postcardmania.com slash realtor kit and check it out. If you want to, if you're old school and you want to talk to them, 855-980-5492. All right, let's get into the interview with Bill Risser and Bill just beat me, his podcast, The Real Estate Sessions. Uh, They're 200 episodes in and they do an amazing job. But he and his show won the Inman Innovator of the the Year Award at Inman last week or last last month. Guys, I have no sense of time. If, If you don't know that by now, well, now you do. I have no sense of time. But Bill was the winner, which is amazing. He is also a member of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. So we could not be more proud of him. And I think you guys will really appreciate his insight. Let's talk to Bill. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here with Bill Risser, the one and only, the legendary and the award-winning Inman Innovator of the Year podcast host, Bill Risser. He is the VP of Digital Strategy for the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Division of Fidelity National Title and the host of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. And uh, I'm honored to have him on the show, uh, especially coming off your big win last week at Inman. Bill, how's it going, my friend? Things are great. But first of all, I'm going to say congratulations to you, right? Because you're, you're in this a year, a little over a year. And yeah. you're, you, you're our third place. You're you were up there on the stage and that had to feel really good. It was, it's cool. And anytime you get recognized, nominated, win, runner up, whatever, I mean, it all feels awesome. So, yeah. so that's cool, especially when there's so many other amazing shows out there and such a big industry. Right. Yeah. So. Well, bigger now. That's right. Huh? It wasn't, wasn't so big when I started, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think part of the, part of the growth of the, uh, of the audio revolution, I love it. I'm having a great time in it. I know you are. I, I mean, the whole industry syndicate, uh, just what's happening with Alexa. You know, you're, I see you on stage a lot, Dustin. You're all over the place talking about it. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I, I'm having fun. There, this can be such a fun industry. And I feel like so many agents, uh, you know, I get it. If you're struggling and, and all that, it's hard to really enjoy. But when you start enjoying, you actually succeed more. Uh, when when you have fun with what you're doing, you succeed more because it's contagious and people can see it. So it, there's yeah. there's just so much fun to be had, and and such a such an exciting time. And 
speaking of the exciting times, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because you've been, so you're about to, or when this comes out Thursday, you will just have released episode 200 of your podcast. So congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Of course. 200 episodes. You've seen a lot. You've talked to a lot of people. You've noticed trends. You've noticed changes. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about some of that stuff. Uh, I want to turn the time over to you real quick. Well, first off, 60 seconds or so. Who are you? How did you get into real estate? What do you do now? Why did you start your podcast? Uh, anyone who does not know the legendary Bill Risser, let's let them know. So, so been in the business. It'll be 20 years this January. Second career for me. I actually worked for the San Diego Padres uh, in the ticket office. Had a great gig there. It was a lot of fun. I'd still be there if I was single. Um, That's awesome. But, not a but, bad uh, Yeah. But my role uh, has evolved. I was a branch manager for 10 years with Chicago Title, a sister company of Fidelities. And when the market had its, uh, we'll call it the down days, I had time on my hands, started playing with technology. I've always been techie. Joined a site called Active Rain, which is still out there. And Ben Kenny bought it. That introduced me to Twitter. And I had a sales rep say, hey, you got to start teaching people how to use Facebook. I go, nobody's going to use Facebook. This is 2008, right? So right. By May of 2009, I taught my first Facebook class. Fortunately, I knew just a little bit more than they did. So it went okay. And, and that led me down this path of, of really trying to stay on top of all the technology, what, what's changing, because most realtors don't have time. So that really is my role with the company, try to stay on top of what's happening and be able to kind of, kind of relate that to somebody based on where they're at in their real estate world, right? Because you've got somebody who you know, you and I were talking about somebody that's, you know, my age or older that's struggling with all this stuff, or you've got somebody who's 27 and wants to just conquer the world with tech and they've got the ability and the drive, got to be able to kind of cover both ends of that. And you know that yourself, right? You, you talk yes. to, in some coaching, you've talked to people the same way. So, so that's, that's what I do. I, I, I try to facilitate relationships between real estate professionals and our sales team. How's that? Uh, th- that's fantastic. I yeah. like it. So what, I feel like there's this big shift that's happened and you mentioned it, you noticed it at Inman Connect in Vegas a couple of weeks ago that the conversation is, has mostly been about relationships, how to build relationships, how to foster them, how to uh, improve upon them, how to create them, all of that, where you know a couple of years ago, it was all about the, the new tool, the new piece of software, the new device, the new technology, the new platform. Um, why do you think that is? Uh, I want to hear. I want to hear your your take on why we're seeing this this switch in emphasis or focus. Yeah, I, I look. I think all technology uh, is there in the world of real estate to ultimately get you to a relationship. Right. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. In fact, I've asked thousands of realtors all around the country, and since two thousand eight, when I first started, saying, uh, "Raise your hand if relationships are critical to your success." And it's been unanimous. I, I even beg for one person to say no. I can't get one person to say no. So we all agree that relationships are critical. It's how you're going to get there. It's, it's different for everybody. It's still possible today for somebody with a Franklin Covey planner. You have to ask your parents about that. You're too young. Oh, they're, uh, based, they're based here in Salt Lake. I remember, oh, going, to the, the I store, remember huh? going to their store every year so my dad could get the, the new inserts for his day planner. You can use that today and still have a booming business, right? Yeah. With just taking care of people. But there are tools out there and you're, you're one of the ones that uses these tools. You're one of, I, I, I don't want to call them one percenters or five percenters, but I, I think for the vast majority of realtors, they struggle with uh, the real 
deep dive tools. They're going to have to go out and pay somebody to help them do it. But right. the ones that can do it themselves and the ones that have that, that uh, kind of that skill, they have that drive, they have that energy, more power to them. And, but even those people, and Dustin, you're, we're right here talking right now. You and I met through social, but we have a relationship that's kind of developed over the years. And, right. and it came through technology. So, so it doesn't surprise me that the, the imminent, you know, this, this past summer really was heavy, heavy emphasis on the relationships. I think that's going to be a continuing trend. But the technology is still critical, right? And it's just going to be a different kind of technology, I think. I think, you know, with what the, what the iBuyers are doing and what Zillow and Redfin are trying to do and what Compass is coming in and doing and you got KW doing their thing. Uh, so, it's, there's a whole oh, – don't forget EXP. Sorry about that. So, there's this whole thing yes, going on. Yeah, there. yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I know Glenn, so I had to make sure I get that in there. Yes. But I, I think um, – I think we're going to see the technology be a little bit different than it was with just figuring out how to run a Facebook ad and figure out the algorithm. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think when something's new, when there's a bunch of new stuff coming out that you think can, can help you with your business, we have so much going on in our heads, so many different things we have to juggle as agents because most agents are solo. They do everything. They wear all the hats. They have to be a great agent and a marketer and a bookkeeper and all that crap. And and, and so we, we just focus on the tools themselves and we forget why they're there. We forget what they're there to help. And so I think over the last couple of years, people, you know, they, they adopt this platform and this new tool and leads from this place. And, you know, they learn Facebook ads and then they realize, oh, this is actually, these tools are only there to help us build more relationships, talk to more people, get right. more people into the fold. Because that's exactly, that's it. Uh, relationships are, even though about 70% of my real estate business still comes from Facebook ads somehow. Facebook ads are content. Even still, those get me to talk to somebody who I build a relationship with. That relationship is what gets us to sign an agreement, go through the process, and remain friends long-term. So I'm glad to see this refocus on relationships. Yeah, I am too. I, you know, I think that as we keep going down this path um, with, you know, iBuyers are not going away. I, I have a lot of yep. people that want to say to me like, oh, but wait till the market turns. And I, 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 I got to remind them, you know, OfferPad was born in Phoenix and Brian Baer and his team, they cut their teeth on the down market and the short sale time. They, they dominated it during that time. So you don't think they're going to understand what to do when the market softens or the market even has a more, if it does have a more dramatic turn, I think they're well prepared. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would think all of them are, they're all going to understand it. In fact, we didn't talk about this, but I, I want to create the uh, IBI, the iBuyer index, because I think there's, think about it because they're so focused in on what the market's going to do and they know they've got to resell these properties that if you're as an agent, if you realize or you see the values that they're offering, the, the offer from the, those iBuyers keep dropping in relation to what you're kind of still holding on to for your value. I think that's a little bit of a red flag. Like, wow, they're seeing something coming, you know, that maybe I've missed, you know, they're reading tea leaves that I don't have yet uh, because there's no way they want to get stuck with inventory. They've been there before. So yeah, yes. I think that there's so, so the IBI, the iBuyer index, <laughs> we'll see if somebody develops that. Well, I think that'd be brilliant. <laughs> so why don't you, in your next corporate meeting, talk to the talk to the big shots at Fidelity because you guys have data. You, you guys have data and access to data, um, and hopefully some relationships with with iBuyers. Because 
I'd love to have access to an index like that. It, it, it's, it's just an indicator. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean it's the end all be all or that it predicts yeah. downturns or whatever, but it'd be interesting to see in a simple to understand way what the majority of the iBuyers are doing and because it, it is an indicator. Um, yeah, and it's only for certain markets, right? And it's only for yeah. certain price points, right? You don't see them working luxury heavy. You don't see them working really low end, but that sweet spot in the middle, uh, it would be pretty, pretty fun to track. So I, I saw a stat that Chelsea Pites shared on her Instagram story that in Phoenix, I think it was last quarter, I, I forget the time period, but it recently, 40% of potential home sellers got an offer or at least explored an offer with an iBuyer. Yeah. 40%. Yeah. So you got to remember we're the, you know, I say we're, I, I was in Phoenix for 17 years, not anymore, but, but it was, it's the epicenter of this whole iBuyer movement, right? Everybody tested it there uh, early on. And, uh, you know, at the conference, it might've been Mike Del Preti who said that the, the, uh, the iBuyer offers the new Zestimate. Why would you care what Zillow's estimate says? Just go ahead and go to open door and offer pad and get an offer. You'll know exactly what someone will pay for your house. Now, yes. It's, it's for certain inconvenience and it's going to be at a, a discount of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. It won't be the same as, as going off on a full market um, offer. But yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's so easy to get. I've done, I did it myself. We sold a property that we left behind in Phoenix and I, I went to an offer pad, pulled it up and saw the difference and said, no, I'll do it traditionally. And, and it took me 60 days. I made two more mortgage payments. It was, it was part of the game. I was, but I was comfortable with my decision. Yes. See, I've, I've taken some heat for this and, uh, and I'll continue to, and I'm fine with it. I think iBuyers are a great tool, and especially the iBuyers that come from the brokerage. So there's two different kinds. There's yeah. open door that's trying to just do, you know, you don't even need an agent. Like they don't need to be involved. Then there's Keller and EXP and whoever else has an iBuyer program coming out that because uh, look, I started my career, my broker was or is a real estate investor. And so he told me every time you go to a listing presentation, and this was back in 2010, 2011, there were a lot of REOs, a lot of short sales, a lot of just distressed properties. And, and so, and, and that's a great time to pick up properties. Like I think the iBuyers will thrive in that environment because um, yeah. it's more attractive to sellers. Let's not have to do repairs. But he, you know, I was able to go to listing presentations with an offer in hand and I just showed them, hey, if you want to get the most money, it's going to take a little bit more time. We put some repairs into it, you know, blah, blah, blah. It might take another 30, 60 days, whatever. Uh, Here's what that looks like. And then here an investor will buy it within seven days for cash, no repairs needed. And it gives them options. The vast majority of them are going to take the most money in in their pocket, even if it takes more time. But lumping everyone into the same boat is ridiculous. We all know that some people, they have to move fast. I was just, um, I was just working with a seller that got relocated to San, uh, the Sacramento area um, and they, they found out, hey, you got to move next week. And so I, I submitted their information to uh, OfferPad and, and showed them, you know, because realtors, OfferPad, Door, Zillow, when they come to your town, they'll pay you 1% to, to refer them a deal. So give your clients the option at least because yeah. sometimes it makes sense. And uh, I, we just have to be honest about that as agents. But we get so pissy and um, childish about this stuff. Yeah, there, there was definitely a, uh, t- both sides of the table were represented in, at Emin. There was a broker out of Vegas who was 
really hardcore anti eye buyers. It was really fun to sit in the that, Henderson that, guy. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, Henderson Luxury. Yeah, uh, that was ridiculous. really fun. Yeah, but he, he was passionate. I'm okay with he passion. Was. Passion's good. He um, was. Yeah. So, but I, I think I, I agree with you. Um, options are what people want. Um, there's a, like I said, there's an absolute cost for certainty and convenience. And for some people, it fits. And for the majority, it won't, as you said. I think some interesting numbers I, I pulled out of him. And once again, from Mike Dalpretti, 2018, the percentage of homes that were purchased by iBuyers was 0.02% in this country. It's going to double in 2019 to a whopping 0.04%, right? And then Morgan Stanley did some, an analysis of the iBuyers situation that just looked at everything. And this was shocking to the room, but they came back and said, they think it's going to top out at about 5%. And all we've been hearing is gloom and doom, you know, if you're a realtor or, you know, title companies to an extent, but gloom and doom about 20, 25, 30% by 2030, iBuyers. And so there's this big gap. We don't know where it's going to end up. We'll find out. Time, really, it's one of those things, only time will tell. Um, but look, I think there's, there's definitely a place. Uh, 20% on average of properties sold in this country are sold as investment properties. So, I mean, right away, that just kind of says, well, a chunk of those would absolutely fit the iBuyer model. So, yeah, uh, look, all you need to know as an agent is that not everyone has the same needs and priorities. Yeah. You, you assume, like that Henderson guy, that the, the bottom line, how much money you're going to get is always the top priority for every single person. It's not. Sometimes they'll, they'll take 20 grand less to sell it now. And yeah. it's, that's why it's up to them. So we as professionals, this goes back to the, the relationships, are you the type of agent that will value the relationship with your potential client enough that you might actually turn them on to an offer pad or an open door or a Zillow? Would you mm -hmm. actually tell them about that option or would you keep it to yourself as you being the, the only option for them? Uh, that's a question you can answer for yourself, but uh, I think it's an important one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think your fiduciary responsibility is to the customer. It's up to them to make the decision, right? And, and, you know, it's, I know it's only a 1% commission versus what could be some other number, but that's, you got to do the right thing for your customer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And look, the way it works is you, you do the right thing for your customer. Uh, sure. Maybe you make 1% instead of three or two and a half or whatever, but you do it like that. Yeah. You don't have to put in all the work to sell the house. You just, here you go. Um, so you can do a lot more of those and free up time to work with more clients. Yeah. But if you do the right thing over time, you will sell more homes. It's doing good business is good business. It's, um, it, we, we, we get lost in all the, in all the bull crap, Bill. Yeah. Well, you know, it takes me down the path of, of thinking about, you know, what, you know, what's really important to a realtor today. And it's, we, we mentioned relationships early on, but my definition of a, a really good relationship, something that every agent should strive for when they're working with their database, uh, their current customers as they're turning them into, you know, referral, you know, partners. How do you, how do you really keep that thing strong? And there's a, I have a lit, litmus test. This is the litmus test for knowing if you've got the strongest relationship you can have. And that is if uh, one of the iBuyers shows up in your community that wasn't there before and they run a commercial and they put some billboards up. If one of your customers calls you first and says, hey, I saw that billboard for that website. What's it all about? That's what you want. If, if they go running off to the site because you haven't been staying in touch or they don't think of you as the expert and they start playing with it, you've lost. You have got to be 
you know, you've got to create these relationships in such a way that you're the expert. It's what I want in title. I want when something goes down in the title space or something weird happens, we have agents call me or call our sales manager, Patty, and say, what's going on with that? And that's what we want. We developed a relationship so strong that we're the go-to person, even though I may have to do a lot of digging and research to answer their question. Fine with me, right? I, yeah. I, can, I can Google stuff. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, that's a great litmus test. And uh, again, guys, that's what you should be striving for. It's, look, I've lost deals before and I'll lose more deals in the future because I'm busy. I'm human. I get distracted with things, you know, and I'm juggling a lot of different things. And so sometimes... Uh, you know, I'm not as thorough as I should be, or I forget to follow up one month or whatever. That happens. But every time that happens, it's important that you don't get pissed off and blame it on Open Doors, Redfin, or the economy, or those damn millennials or something. <laughs> you know, you've got to realize, wait, could I have done something better? And, and a lot of us, doesn't even matter what age you are in this business, there's a lot of entitlement. And we think that, you know, because we talked to somebody two years ago that, you know, that, that they're our client, that, you know, they're not, they're not going anywhere. I don't need to really do much because they're our client because, uh, you know, I sold them a house two years ago. No, um, you know, I've had clients, past clients that I found out have bought or sold. I, I didn't even know until after the fact. That's on me. That's yeah. on me for not, for not, um, constantly being in a resource in their life or at least following up to remind them that I exist. That's on me. And if it happens to you, it's on you too. Yeah. You know, it, CRMs are all the rage and have been for years. Uh, you know, in my opinion, and the most popular Facebook group topic, by the way, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I see that, it's just, it's a pretty basic concept for me. Um, when you talk to somebody, you need to document the conversation no matter who it is, every time you talk to somebody, document the conversation. And before you leave your system, whether it's any of the you know, web-based SaaS services or it's the Franklin Covey planner, you schedule the next time you're going to reach out to them. I don't care what it is, not an email probably, but if it's a, a phone call or a text or a message in any of the apps, but it's something where you're going to be intentional and reach back out to them. And then you just do that over and over and over that is a massive win. And you don't have to have campaigns. You don't have to have sophisticated things to do that, right? To keep right. a relationship strong, simply every time you talk to them, document it. And then when that reminder pops up in three months that you're supposed to call them again, you have no idea why, you just refer to the notes. You look like a genius. And all you did was read your notes and make, well, how was that trip to Disney World? And oh my gosh, you went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How was that? And they're going, you remember that? Of course I do. You're, you're, my, you're my best customer. Of course I know everything about you right? I, I don't know. It just seems simple, but, but it's really, really difficult to do. It, it is simple, but it's not easy. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so many great CRMs. I use WiseAgent. Wise I've used Realty Juggler, which I think is great. I've used LionDesk. Um, th there's so many great ones out there, but the best thing about them, aside from being able to set up a drip campaign and have text and video text and all that, which I think you should have, yeah. but again, it's a tool. It's not the end all be all is you have to build the habit. You have to create the habit in yourself, just like you said, Bill, when you get off the phone with somebody and, hey, guess what? You know, we, we're, we need to move in nine months because we're having a, having a child or whatever, or, you know, our daughter got accepted to this college. And so we're going to go, it, like a month and a half from now, two months from now, you're not going to remember that. 
if you're talking to as many people as you should, you're not going to remember that. So put a, put a quick note and set a reminder. I've always manually done that, but you keep doing it and you create a habit. So as soon as you get off the phone with a brand new prospect, maybe a lead that you just talked to for the first time, you put as many notes as possible in there, click save, and then schedule a reminder for the next follow-up. Yeah. Really, that's no Every technology. CRM does that, right? Every, every CRM does that. And yeah. even if you don't have a CRM, use the reminders app on your iPhone for, for yeah. I mean, come on. It, yeah. It's just, it's not a technology thing. It's not a, it's nothing more than effort and yeah. creating a habit and the willingness to do so. But that's yeah. everything, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I don't know if we can do product placement here. Can I give a shout out to somebody who's written a book that I dig right now? Please do. Um, Joe Rand and Joe, you've probably seen Joe at Inman. He's a yeah. broker out of New York. Um, he moderated so, a panel I was on. Um, yeah, super yeah. funny guy. Really, really smart. He, he, wrote a, he wrote a book called How to Be a Great Real Estate Agent. Yeah. Now, the title's kind of goofy. I'm going to admit. I think Joe even admits it a little bit. But, but the book is spectacular. I can't tell you how many people I've turned on to that book who read it and just instantly go, this is what I needed. This is perfect. And it's, you know, it's his, 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 uh, his client-oriented real estate or core, right? It's his thing. Um, and it really just talks about how do you, like the listing presentation he thinks been, has been taught wrong for 50 years. It's, it really should be more of a consultation. And he walks through the process, how he trains the agents at there are better homes and garden operation, Rand Realty up in uh, like the uh, Rockland County area on, on the Hudson north of uh, Manhattan. Real nice part of this, <laughs> real nice part of New York. And uh, it, it's just, it just makes perfect sense. So I'm, I'm telling, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. Go get that book, read it. You can thank me later. You'll thank Joe immediately with a review or whatever you do, but it's a great read. Uh, I, I love getting new book recommendations and, and yeah, Joe, Joe's a player. He's solid. Yeah, like yeah. I, I really respect him. And I mean, I almost think he runs Inman. Uh, I think Brad Inman has his name on the organization, but <laughs> when you go to an event, you realize pretty quick, it's a Joe Rand event that everyone else is participating in. At least that's yeah. what it feels like to me. Yeah. He's, he's, he is super funny on stage. I watched him uh, get left with like nine minutes to do a 20 minute presentation and he got it in. He got the whole thing in nine minutes. It was, it was sweet. So, <laughs> yes, yes. He, he, he's one of the good ones. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. Uh, hitting episode 200 is no small feat. That is incredible. I know how much time and effort and money has gone into doing, this will be episode 86. Just 86 episodes has been a lot. So 200 um, and, and that's been like, have you been consistent even when you moved from Phoenix to Florida and all that? Yeah. So I did. Now there's been, you know, an, an episode is released every week without fail. I've never missed a Tuesday. Um, however, wow. this, this for the first year in July, I took, I want to say I took July off. I called it the uh, real estate sessions rewind and I picked four of my favorite episodes from the previous year. So it was uh, Glenn Sanford. You know, I interviewed him after him in last summer. Uh, Joe Rand, I put back on there. Katie Clancy and David Marine, who's the uh, senior vice president of marketing for Cobalt Banker. So I just found some of my favorite shows and just let them rerun for that month. My wife and I went over to Wimbledon. You know, we uh, it just it just was a nice break, right? Um, but I paid for it. You know, I'm in the mode right now where I'm queuing up a bunch of shows because I like to get ahead. I like to have this two or three week buffer where uh, I I can. It doesn't happen all the time, but when, but when I can focus and get that done, it makes a big difference. You know, it kind of keeps you not thinking about it so much. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's um, you know, I thought it was going to be 10 episodes. I really did. I just, it's going to stop after 10. 
Uh, Jay Thompson was great. But on episode seven, and you know how many downloads you have by episode seven, at least back in 2015, it wasn't many. And, and uh, Molly McKinley reached out from AdWorks and said, we've got this guy, Jed Carlson. He's a great guy. And I'd love to have him. We'd love to be on your podcast. And I just went, yeah, sweet. CEO of a startup. Hell yeah. He could be on the show because I was calling my friends in the business. Uh, and that kind of started it. And so from that point forward, I went, okay, this, this could be fun. This could be good. And, uh, you know, in my world, in, in my role with Fidelity, you know, I talk to a lot of top producers. I talk to a lot of agents that maybe are searching for an answer. And I now have this Rolodex of like 200 people that I can reach out to and say, hey, uh, do you mind if I do an email introduction with Dustin because he's got a question about this thing and you just kill that. And I've done that over and over and over. So the value comes back to me in, in different ways. That um, going to a conference and just seeing people and you, you're experiencing the same thing. Someone you maybe have never met and you see them for the first time at a conference, but you talk to them for 45 minutes you know, on, a, on one of your episodes. It's a, it's a cool feeling. So yeah, it's, uh, it, I don't think, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I love it. You're shooting yeah. for 400? Yeah, I can get there. I think I can get there. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I love it. So over those 200 episodes, what's been your, your number one, your most favorite? That can mean, favorite can mean whatever you want it to. Okay, I have one. That's funny. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. So I always, all 200 episodes, I end with the same question. What one piece of advice, and you answered it too. What one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started in the business? And I, I'll give you two answers that really just, struck me as cool uh, and unique because eventually people start doubling up on those answers, right? But it was the first one that was really neat was uh, Jeff Seabach of the Seabach uh, team in Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil Sexton and Jeff Seabach, they're going to, they're just killing it out there. And Jeff's a very funny guy. And I said, he, he got the question. He goes, your first 30 day, in your first 30 days, go preview 200 homes. And I went, wow, why? He said, because you don't know anything about anything. You got all the time in the world. Go look at properties and see what people value. Go see what they like or don't like about that. Go look at properties. And I've given that advice to tons of new agents in sessions. And they look at me and they go, I could do that. I go, I think it would help you. So I love that answer, right? That was pretty cool. And then- Yeah, that's a great other, answer. Yeah, the other answer was Matt Beal from Hawaii Life. Um, I'll see him next week. He'll be, in, he'll be here in Florida for our state convention. And he's a very cool guy, traveled the world for two years in his 20s, just trying to discover who he was and ended up getting into real estate. And he still is just this real um, thoughtful guy. And his was learn how to meditate. I've never heard that before for something a new agent should do. Uh, And he said, look, you're going to need that focus. There's going to be times where it's just tearing you down. And to be able to focus, you know, clear yourself and get ready for that negotiation or get ready for that seller, I thought that was brilliant. So I'm not, a, I don't meditate myself. Molly McKinley keeps pushing me that way. Uh, but those two are my favorite, I think. Uh, it's just in the, just in the, the way those answers came about. Was, uh, well, I think that's great. I've also heard that new agents should develop a drinking habit if they don't already have one, because that will help for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, there, there's number 201. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's it, awesome. And if they don't develop it now, they will. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. So be ready and be prepared. Yeah. And take care of it. So, and so yeah. sometimes, sometimes getting like getting a drinking habit now can prevent the hard drugs from coming later on. So, <laughs> so it's a preventative thing too. <laughs> That's a way to, another way to look at it, uh, Dustin. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, Hey, I, I always have a new perspective for oh, you. Yeah. Good. Good. Usually not a good one, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, what, 
what's one of the coolest things that's happened along the way uh, from you know when you started podcasting to now? What, what's what's one of the what's something serendipitous that you didn't expect to happen by hosting a show that did? Hmm. Well, I, I would say for me, it's the the introductions to people. Um, you know, I I'm going to be interviewing Adam Contos, you know, the CEO of Remax. Uh, and that never would have happened, you know, without the show and, the, and maybe the recognition this summer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sitting down and having a conversation with Wendy Forsyth uh, uh, next week in, at the Florida Convention to do an interview live. And so for me, I know the, that name. I, yeah, she, she, I know the she, was, she was the COO of HomeSmart for a couple of years. And then before that, she was with some other, she's 25 years in the business, but she okay. was on stage. She moderated the tech trends. Uh, wow. at Inman. So you've seen her on stage at Inman multiple times. Okay. Brad sure. likes her. She's great at what she does. So for me, it's those, it's those um, getting to meet those people, right? That, that is the fun part. I mean, you know, the other thing I, I, I being called two weeks before NAR in Boston and saying, can you come up here and talk about audio to the professional development committee at the, you know, at the NAR meetings? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We can do that. So put something together really fast and went up there and, and got to talk to a lot of, you know, people, these are the people that at the boards who handle all the education, right? So at all the different boards around the countries, this was the big committee. And to talk to them about, you know, the power, I think, of, of audio and not to disregard it in this world of, you know, go video, go video, go video. There's, there's a space for both of them. Oh, I yeah. think uh, there's a ton of windshield time for realtors, right? And the ability to always be learning when you're, when you're driving or, you know, when you've got that downtime is huge. So um, those kinds of things have been fun where uh, that, and I know you've had this happen. I have a ton of people reach out that want to be on the show. I, don't, I, I turned down a lot of them because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't kind of fit my model, but, uh, but that's interesting too. Yes. It, so yeah, opportunity. So many yeah. opportunities, so many right. doors open that you didn't expect. Um, yes. I've had a lot of people that, uh, you know, it, Look, it's a good thing. It's flattering. I, I understand. But guys, if, if you want to be on someone's show, don't just say you want to be on their show because it'll help you. <laughs> it, it's amazing how many, how yeah. many messages I've, I've received. I'd love to be on your show because it would help me build my brand and this, that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I'm glad that we're just a charitable cause for brand building. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. But guys, remember, it's in your listing presentations, when you're meeting with buyers, everything, if you, if you want to be on somebody's show, tell them why that'll help them. Yeah. Why, why would that be a good thing for them? How would you contribute to them and their audience? It's, it's stop working, stop reverse engineering from what you want and then work backwards. Start reverse engineering from what everyone else wants and what you can provide for them. That is, yeah, that should be the, that's the golden rule of real estate. You got to focus on everybody, what, what others needs are and not yours. And uh, yeah, good things will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And if you think it sounds cliche and you're rolling your eyes, oh, I can't tell you how important that is. It's, a, it's one of those foundational things that if you don't have right, you can't be successful. Not for, not over the long term. Because right when the market does change and now you have to do more than just fog a mirror and put a sign in the yard to sell a home, uh, you actually have to market. Uh, look, you're, you're going to have to, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm you're getting all frustrated. Going on a Dustin, rant. calm down. Calm down, yeah, Dustin. Sorry. This is rant <laughs> prevention right here. So, uh, 
yeah, but I, I get overwhelmed by the ridiculous request to be on the show yeah. and just know, make it about somebody else. Yeah. What, what's in it for them? How can you make that happen? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so I, I love finding that guest who uh, just has like the coolest backstory ever. Right. Um, you know, there was a, a lender I interviewed down in uh, Lee County, which is not part of our area. And she was a ballerina but she's like 5'10". So I don't think of ballerinas as tall, right? I think of them as short and kind of petite. Yeah. But she studied to become a ballerina. She's, been a, she's one of the best loan officers in Florida, um, Julie Scott. And she, uh, she, I said, she said, well, Bill, there are companies that cater to like large ballerinas. I go, what? She said, oh, <laughs> the San Francisco yeah. Ballet. Yeah, they, they like the taller, you know, dancers. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. And not everybody knows that. I mean, that, that kind of stuff, I just dig getting some kind of crazy odd nugget out of somebody, you know, that uh, when they're telling me their backstory, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a lot of fun for me. And I, and I think that comes through on the show. It's, it's, it's a different angle, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, guys, we're, the reason that I wanted to bring this up and talk about this is it's so like what you could be looking for, what you want to happen in your business could happen if you just start your own show, podcast, mm -hmm. video show, Facebook live show, or a combination of them. So many cool things happen if you just become a show host. Yeah. And, and remember, the consumer, they are not marketers. They're not in the marketing world. So they see you as a show host and boom, you have more credibility in their eyes. You're no different than, um, well, this is a, a extreme example, but Oprah, you know, the show host, like Oprah is Oprah because she's hosting this show and has amazing people on her show and everything like that. And, you know, she obviously has the chops, but you can do that at a local level yep. and talk about the, have the mayor on the show and high school principals and business owners and uh, star, star athletes from the high school, all that stuff. Uh, I can't, I want to mention this on every single episode because it's so important. You have to become a local influencer. Having a show is how to do it. And, and I love hearing some of the ways that, that you've had door, doors open for you, Bill. Um, I'm sure many, many more will come. 200 episodes, amazing. Um, what's, was that the coolest backstory that, that you've had from a guest? Was the, the tall ballerina? <laughs> um, or does anything else th come to mind? There have been others that I can't repeat. Uh, I kind of <laughs> had, to turn off the, had to turn off the record button. Um, as but a matter no. of national security, I <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yes. Um, right off the top of my head, well, I mean, look, I think the episode that just published this week, um, Dolly Lenz, who's been on the Inman stage, she really helped create Luxury Connect for the most part. She was a big part of that with Brad. Um, but she, her, um, I think her mother was from Puerto Rico. Her dad's from Spain. She grew up in the Bronx and um, was talking a lot about ketchup sandwiches as a kid and how important the police athletic league was to her as she was growing up. And, and this is somebody now who has been labeled the queen of Manhattan real estate or New York real estate, you know, because she's out in the Hamptons and the whole thing. Uh, so those kinds of stories are very cool. You know, that, that um, I think sometimes we assume, ah, oh, you must've been, you know, born into it or lucked into it. But, you know, the stories that where people came from, um, you know, unique situations and were able to turn it into something powerful is pretty cool. So and when you hear it from someone, you really have this respect for them because I, I love hearing stories of how somebody did not start out with a wealthy family and with all this knowledge. Like they just went out and did it. 
Yep. Like that, that's so cool. And, and it's empowering. We as, as show hosts, and, and if you guys would start your own show and do this too, you learn so much. Like one of the big reasons why I do my show is it's another selfish reason. Like I'm learning all these great things from other people who are winning in certain niches that, you know, I don't have their perspective. I don't know everything, but you keep surrounding yourself with, with brilliant people and successful people, and you're going to become one of them at some point. Yeah. Uh, look, I think that the, uh, the, learn, the learning part is amazing. Uh, as I told you, it, it, I don't sell real estate, so, but I help others who do. So this, this connections, the things you can build, the knowledge base you can gather by just talking to people that are really good at what they do is, uh, is everything. You know, like, I mean, I, talking to us V band of contactually, right. Or as I mentioned, you know, Glenn Sanford or, or Jed Carlson or, um, uh, you know, it goes on and on. I'm, uh, you know, you mentioned wise agent I had Brandon wise on. I mean, there's a great backstory. Brandon, you know, Brandon was, was working in a hospital and an x-ray technician and he wanted to do something else. And he had a realtor who was in getting x-rays and he started grilling a guy about being a realtor. And he kept grilling him. And the guy's like, hey, you going to take the picture or what? You know, and he kept asking questions. And out of that meeting, Brandon decides, I'm going to go sell real estate. And he killed it selling real estate. And then builds a CRM for himself that everybody else wanted to buy. It's a great story, right? So <laughs> there's I didn't tons, know that. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of them out there. You, you got to ask Brandon about that. It's pretty, it's pretty good. That's awesome. I, I, respect, I respect him. I respect the company. It's, uh, you know, they're not this big corporate monstrosity. Like they, they really, I knew that he had a real estate background and that's what helped him to build the, build the platform. But uh, <laughs> didn't know that he, he was an x-ray tech. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yep. That's what he was doing first. So Bill, what, what's next for you? Do you have anything else in the works? Um, do you have anything career-wise you're working on or, or just, just, improving on what you have going on? Well, so this is silly, but um, I've, I've, I created a YouTube channel called uh, Real Estate Vlogsters. Not vloggers, but vlogsters, right? And I signed up uh, Joe Rand, Sean Carpenter, Molly McKinley, and Tiffany McQuaid out of Naples, and myself. And every, um, everyone has a day of the week. Joe's Monday, Sean's Tuesday, I'm Wednesday, so on and so forth. And they get to just post a video about anything, two to four minutes long, about anything they want to talk about and just throw it up there. And it's for the five of us. It's just for us, but it just happens to be on a YouTube channel. And I got this idea, it's a complete ripoff from, uh, there's, a, there's a channel out there called the Vlog Brothers, V-L-O-G Brothers. And it's uh, John Green and Hank Green, the creators of VidCon, the largest YouTube conference in the world. Sure. Uh, John Green's an author. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars, which was turned into a Hollywood hit. He's also, they're just both brilliant, nerdy, techie guys. And this is what they've done since 2007 when there was no social network to share, right? There's, there were no, um, you couldn't, couldn't build a messenger group in 07, right? And so they just said on every Tuesday, um, John would get on and go, hi, Hank. And he would talk to his brother and share a story. And then every Friday, Hank would get on and go, hello, John. And he would share a story. They've never stopped. They have 3 million subscribers and over a billion views on their YouTube channel. Now they're YouTube, they're YouTube superstars. So it's not that big a deal, but I thought it would just be fun because you never know what could happen. So if you're asking what I'm playing with now, that's what it is. It's this silly channel. And I swear it launched today we all have a video up and next week we'll all have more videos up and we're just going to use it to stay connected. So it keeps me connected to really smart people in the business 
And it's got this, if someone wants to check them out, go, go for it and have some fun. So uh, don't know cool. where that's going to go, but just playing with stuff, right? That's real that's estate vlogsters. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a stupid name. We might change that down the road, but V L O G stirs S T E R S. <laughs> I don't think that's a stupid name. It, okay. I think we, we put way too much thought into naming stuff <laughs> yeah, like mark marketing the, and the massive agent podcast. Like I, I made it mean something to, to certain yeah, people, right. but you know, like what did Google mean before right. it was Google? What did, what did Apple mean? Like we put, as long as you're not like, just come up with a name. You can change it later if it really is shitty. Yeah. But uh, so many people let that hold them back and they don't right. take action because, oh, I don't know the name. Or I was talking to someone earlier today. They're like, I'd like to do a podcast, but I don't know what kind of format I'm going to do. I don't know what it's going to be about. Like, you know what it's going to be about. You know what the format's going to just Just pick something. And if you don't yeah. like it, change it. Um, Smash the record button. You just got to yeah. hit record. Yeah. Start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. The, the real estate vlogsters. I'm going to check that out when I'm <laughs> recording here. All right. I love, I love your feedback. Send me a note. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is something that I haven't paid much attention to. Um, just it's, it's a bandwidth thing. I absolutely, yeah. once I, once I can get myself some support with a, a, a proper videographer and everything, I definitely am going to jump into YouTube in a consistent, uh, in a consistent way. So I applaud you for doing that. Uh, I still hear people say it's too late to to jump on YouTube. They're so full of crap. No. It's, it's not too late to do anything. No, it's not because it's so underutilized uh, the right way. Absolutely. So there's, yeah, there's absolutely the ability. You talked about it becoming that local influencer. Um, it, you know, look, yeah, I love Sue Benson. I love Michelle uh, Belisari, what they're doing. They're active in their communities. And when, they, when you know, when Sue got there, she knew nobody. She knew nobody when they relocated down to Naples and decided I got to do something so I can. And now, you know, she's selling properties down there. That's great. The business is picking up and the side effects were happening. <laughs> Doors are yeah. opening. Same thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Well, now people know Pinky knows Naples and, yeah, and her name is becoming synonymous with a lot of us in the industry when we hear about Naples, Florida. Yeah, you're right. Whenever I hear about Naples, because I don't know anything else about it. I just know that's Pinky's town. Yeah. And, and I Im- immediately think of her. And that is a big deal. And everyone can do that in their own town. Yep. They just have to do it. Lots um, of little towns in this country. Go own it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Bill, to, uh, before we wrap it up, every week we do, with every guest, we do these rapid fire questions. It's an either or thing where you pick one or the other. Uh, okay. You don't need to elaborate unless you want to. Okay. Um, but we'll, let's blow through some of these. They're kind of fun and gives us a glimpse into your mind and what's important to you. No gotcha questions, I promise. This is not Okay, CNN. good. Okay, good. Yes. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Book or podcast? Podcast. iPhone or Android? iPhone for life. Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that is the correct answer. Yes. Okay, good. Alexa or Google Home? Alexa. Burgers or pizza? Oh, damn it. That's the one that sends you off the rails, huh? Burgers. Well, that's the one. Pizza. Okay. New York or LA? New York all day long. Baseball or football? Baseball. Are you a what's your baseball team? Well, I live in Tampa Bay, so I'm a I'm a Rays fan. Um, oh, but I grew is up. The, and, is that the pandering to your market answer? No, no. So now now we have to go off on a tangent real quick. <laughs> I grew up in San Diego. Rooted yes. for the Padres. I, I, I worked for the Padres for 12 years. Knew Tony yep. Gwynn personally. Uh, oh. Did a lot of thing, great things with the team. It's a great 
place. But uh, when you live in a place like San Diego, when the Cubs or Dodgers or Mets come to town, half the crowd roots for the other team because they left their crappy homes in their weird cities and they came live in the beautiful San Diego area, but they continue the support for the team where they grew up. Sure. And I said, as a kid, I would never do that if I moved out away from San Diego, not expecting to. Moved to Phoenix in 2000, supported the D-backs. Um, is there a soft spot in my heart for the Padres? Absolutely. Now the Chargers, they can go to hell because they moved to LA. So <laughs> screw them, yeah. But, 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 um, but, but now I live in Tampa Bay, so I support the Rays. Like if the Padres were to come to Tampa Bay to play the Rays, in fact, the Rays are playing San Diego this week in San Diego. I would quietly sit there with no allegiance to the Padres. I would watch the game. It's just how I am. So it got wired into me young age. So that's why um, I respect it. Yeah, it's different. I'm, I'm not pandering. I'm just trying to stay true. I respect it. I respect okay. it. And I love, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I went to a Padres game last time I was in San Diego in mm-hmm. May. Yeah. Petco Park. Yeah. Such a cool ballpark. Yep. Yeah. Such I, a cool ballpark. Yeah. They were building that as I left. So uh, okay. that was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Next question here. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Really? Yeah. Not a sun guy. Not with this complexion. You know, I'd rather <laughs> San Diego to Florida to yeah. Phoenix. Okay. And I'd, I've, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, probably yeah, it's mountains. I, I'm with you on that. Okay. And you can always visit the beach when you want. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we in a, a nationwide real estate bubble or is this not a bubble? I don't call, I wouldn't call it a bubble. Um, I wouldn't call it a bubble at all. I, I would call it the natural cycle of things. And so there's nothing wrong with that. We just need to be ready. I, we, yeah, that's, that's all. So I say no to bubble. Love it. Podcast or vlog? Vlogster. Oh, it's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> YouTube or Facebook Live? Oh, YouTube, unfortunately, because yeah. that's the wrong answer. <laughs> for, for just about everybody in the audience, that's the wrong answer. I, like, edi- I like editing my video. I really do. I, well, we, we forget too. So YouTube is searchable. It, yeah. it becomes a search engine. And so indexable. If you get video, absolutely. Yeah. A Facebook Live, not so much. Yeah. No, not, not so, so much. much. Yeah. But it's going to get a ton more views right away. That's for sure. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you just need to know what your strategy is, what you're right. trying to accomplish, how that fits in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, YouTube, YouTube is not going anywhere. I do see Instagram taking a little chunk out of the YouTube, uh, just out of YouTube, nothing noticeable. Uh, there's plenty of room for both, but yeah. as, as soon as Instagram allows 30, 60 minute videos in the feed, it, it's a whole other thing. Like Instagram's already a monster. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uber or Lyft? Lyft. And then Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V. Also yeah. the correct answer. That's an easy one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's nothing, nothing personal with Grant, but yeah, it's, that's an easy one. <laughs> sure. And then uh, where, or give us an app recommendation. What is your favorite app right now? doesn't have to be real estate or business. What's your favorite mm-hmm. app that you're playing with on your phone? So, the, you know, the app I look at every day, it's the silliest one, but it's, it's called Smart News. And I, I'm like a, look, I'm, I'm that age, dude. I'm, I'm in my 50s. I like, you know, I still take a newspaper to the Central Coffee Diner every Saturday morning, sit down on my table. They bring me my meal. They know exactly what I want. It's like walking into Cheers. And um, I love sitting there with newsprint and a paper. It's great. But when you're on the go and you just can't do that, 
There's an app called Smart News, which lets you put the categories of news you want. It's like Google News, but just not Googled up. And mm-hmm. it is spectacular. So it's nice. one that I'm in every day. Um, I would say that's huge. I'm also, you know, for my second one, I'm an Evernote certified consultant. So I'm an Evernote freak. Uh, uh-huh. I'm in that app all day. I love that app. So my life lives in there. Ever, I've never really given Evernote a fair shake. I just use Apple's notes. Yeah. And I think that's, you're, you're like everybody else, Dustin. I think everyone who's ever become successful with Evernote or like loves it, started and stopped and started and stopped half a dozen times before they finally figured out, oh, this is how it's going to work for me. Once you figure that out, it's, you'll never leave it. So. Yeah. And admittedly, it's just, I haven't given it a fair shot. Yeah. That's totally, totally normal. You're like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, Bill, where can they find you? Where can they find your show? Where, where can they hear more about you and, and see what you're up to? So anywhere you find podcasts, you can find me. Um, so whatever podcatcher you like to use, you can just type in the real estate sessions. I have a website, the real estate sessions.com, which uh, we're working on upgrading at the moment, still working now, but it's going to look better in a little while. Uh, so that's the easiest place to get it. And, uh, I'm Bill Risser everywhere on every social site. So, um, you can just find me. Fortunately, there weren't a lot of Bill Rissers, uh, when social kicked up and I was able to grab my name everywhere. So love it. And that's R-I-S-S-E-R, everybody. Correct. Bill Risser. Bill, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I'm excited to listen to episode 200. Yeah, thanks, Dustin. And really great job with your show. Uh, It's been fun to watch you get it going. And like I said, and you're doing so many other things. I don't know how you're making it all work. First of all, your wife wife is amazing. I can tell you that. Okay, good. Yes, my (laughs) my wife is incredible. (laughs) Perfect. All right, dude. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Great conversation. I'm going to have Bill on the show again because he's just such a wealth of knowledge. The, the conversations that we had off, not off camera, but off microphone, if that's even, you know, that weren't recorded, that, that happened before the show and even after the show. He's just, he's such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the real estate industry. And he's such a great guy. Go listen to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. If you're looking for another show that is real estate related, that's a great place to start. He has amazing industry leaders on there. I was on the show like years, like three years ago or something, which is crazy, uh, which completely discredits the entire show, but he's made up for it since. So, you know, he's got that going for him. Um, yeah. So grateful to have him on the show earlier in the show. I mentioned our massive agent society and how there's only one agent per market that can even join if they want to. Um, what I didn't mention is that my EXP team, anyone who comes to, to join my EXP organization and get coaching directly from me, they get free lifetime membership to the massive agent society. Look, I want my EXP team to thrive. I want you to sell more homes with us than you've ever sold before. And I want you to have a blast doing it. And I want you to make a crap load of extra money in the other revenue streams that we offer that we um, have available if you choose to accept them. And so, uh, what I what I have to offer is a lifetime membership to the Massive Agent Society and one-on-one coaching from me, which if you were to buy it by itself, if you were to, you know, to pay for it outside of this, it's pricey. You know, there's only so many hours in the day. What can I say? So uh, you know, but those who join and link arms, I want to make sure that you guys crush it and that you have the resources and I am there for you. If you are looking for a better, a better experience, a better a position, a better opportunity. If you feel like you're not getting all the value that you should, if you want to build additional revenue streams that go right 
right alongside, hand in hand with what you're currently doing, you really need to look at what we have going on over at eXp. I've the reason I talk about it so much is because I'm so freaking passionate about it. I've seen it at work. I've cashed the checks that come in every month now. I've seen other agents cash their checks. And I don't literally mean cash their checks because that's like, you know, that, that's a really outdated thing. But, you know, they accept the direct deposit. Let's just say they, they spend the money. When the money comes in, they are willing to spend it because hey, guess what? It comes and it's there. So uh, if you want more of that, find out what we have going on, reach out to me, send me a DM at massive agent on Facebook or Instagram. Or if you don't even want to talk, you just want the information, just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash EXP and click play. If you have any follow-up questions, hit me up. If not awesome. I just want you to have the information. Then you decide what makes sense for you, but please do not make up your mind one way or another until you actually have the information, because that is what they call stubbornness and closed-mindedness and ignorance so don't don't do that just get the information and then decide fair fair all right guys i hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend have a blast i'm going to be i'm starting uh i'm starting a month of crazy travel i was in jackson hole this last weekend i'm going to be camping with the family this weekend and then the following week i'm going to vegas for the exp mastermind event and then a bunch of speaking uh through through september and october so hope to see you guys at one of those events take care and uh have a wow see i told you to get weird i didn't think it, it would get weird at the literally the very end go sell some homes go close some loans guys take care